Welcome back to the Quake Show Show. I'm your host, Hunter Taubes, and we are here in the second week of practice here at Penn, and we're just getting ready up in the bubble. Um, pitchers are looking good. We had this morning in the bubble, we had pitchers going live for the first time. Uh, about eight guys through live, and all looked really sharp. Should be an exciting year for the pitching staff. A whole lot of strikeouts coming our way. Later up on the show, we have an Andrew Jerry interview, uh, but today at practice, actually, him and David Shoemaker raced because there's been a lot of talk back and forth about who's fastest on the team, you know, who's who runs the best, whatever, and Ruggs actually beat out Shoemaker by a step, maybe, but maybe a little less, but, um, you know, he was all hyped up, screaming in the bubble after practice, and uh, so it's a big day for him, big day for Andrew Jerry. Looking forward to the interview later in the show. He was actually a great podcast guest because if you know anything about him, he likes to talk. So all I had to do was ask the question, and then he gave me a pretty long answer. So it was uh, it was easy to sit back and relax during his interview. This season, we're working with Team Impact again alongside our newest team member, Toby. Toby's joining us on our team he'll be at games practices hanging out and we're looking to make a meaningful connection for toby to sports to baseball to Penn, and just really make an impact on his life on his family lives you know it's a really excellent experience for toby for his family for our players to give back to the community to give back to toby and his family through team impact and we just want to thank them go learn more about them go on their website teamimpact.com and just really, you know, they're a great organization who does a lot of great work. So, so we're excited to work with them this season. And today is 37 days until first pitch down at South Carolina at the Gamecocks. So 37, did you know, it's running the number 37. Last year in 2022, second baseman Cole Palace at all Ivy League second baseman with 37 RBIs. So, so Cole Palace looking to boost those RBI numbers in 2023 after leading all Ivy League second basemen with 37 in 2022. So that's really it for the updates. We'll get right into the interview with Andrew Ruggeri. All right, everyone. I'm joined by Andrew Ruggeri, incoming freshman for the Penn Quakers. Thanks for joining me. What's going on, dude? Thank you for having me. How's it going? Everything's good. We'll take it back to your specific recruiting process first, what I like to talk to all my all the players about. What coach first sort of noticed you? Was it a showcase? Was it a tournament? Tell, take us through your specific process. So my process, I guess, started right after my freshman year. So I was on varsity as a freshman at my uh, high school, had a good relationship with my varsity head coach and was playing summer ball. And I went to actually to a pen camp. And the first time I was noticed was by a coach, your cow. Okay. And Coach Antello, and they were my first like college phone call. Was all with them, and it was I was so excited. I was like, I got on the phone. I'm like, Mom, like I'm gonna have a call with the Penn because my mom actually went to Penn, so that's where. Oh, okay, cool. Is. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And so I've grown up a Penn fan my whole life, and I'm like, Penn's my dream school. Like, that's where I want to go. I get on the call, and it was like a short little like just like kind of check in, like stay in touch. Mind you, like. I was like 125 pounds. Like I, I was good at baseball, but not like 
I was not a division one player at that, at that time at all, but it was like really cool just to feel some sort of love mm. and moving forward. But then obviously sophomore year hit and that was the COVID year. Right. So, and then that summer was that summer after sophomore year ended, I played on this team called team elite. Um, and it was kids from all over the, the country. It was kids from Texas, from Florida. And it was a mix of my class 2022 and uh, the 2021 class. So you're playing in all 2021 events and basically everybody was committed, had offers. Like like it was like one of those teams basically where like everybody was a legit like D1 type of player. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I have no offers. I was like, I need to get an offer. Like what is happening? And then that summer I was fortunate enough to get, I was talking to a bunch of schools. I was focused more on the higher academic schools. So it was more like Ivy League, Davidson, Georgetown, those type of schools. Right. And I was fortunate enough to get some offers and then, Penn offered and I made my little trips up to the different schools. And then on the way home from the trip, I uh, called Coach Chantel and I was like, Coach, let's do it. I'm excited to come to Penn. And yeah. it was just a really happy day. I remember uh, being so ecstatic that I could basically be like, I'm going to be a Quaker and be what I wanted to be since I was a little kid was playing baseball there. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great story. Um, now, when you said you were driving around campus, was there something that you noticed or that you felt? I was. I mean, now I'm not sure if you've been to campus because your mom took you back or whatever, because obviously parents like to go back to their schools. Was there something that really stuck out to you about campus? Did you, what did you really, you know, enjoy about Penn's campus? Yeah, so I, I've been to Penn a few times now, uh, especially after I committed, but mostly talking before, like I'd been, I'd been up to camp. I'd been to a few times with my mom. And then that day I visited, I just remember kind of going around school and I grew up, so I'm five minutes outside of DC. Okay. So I'm really close to the city. I was like, I was like, it's a different city than mine. Obviously, it's not DC, but it was that similar type of feeling that how I've grown up my whole life is I can get into the city. I've been like have urban, but also has that same like more like I have a I have a yard. I have place I can like move around, and it's kind of that same feeling with the quad, where you have that area where you can walk around, where you can feel like you're just in college campus, and there's no sure. city around you. And then mm-hmm. also, you go outside a little bit, and there's the city. There's uh, obviously all the sports stadiums, like all the stuff that's been so part of my growing up. I feel like I had that in Philly. And also a big thing for me is I, it was far enough away from home where it was not like I was going Georgetown, which is five minutes away from me or GW, somewhere that's really close to me. That's that same feeling, but it was still close enough where I'm like, I'm only two and a half hours away from home. And like, so my family can come up on the weekends and watch me play. My relatives can come watch me play. It was like kind of like that perfect medium of where it's like a college feel, but still like a city atmosphere that was close enough and not too far away. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. So yeah, again, that good balance where people can, or your fan, friend's family can make it up for a game and make a day trip out of it sort of, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you were, we were texting earlier. Um, you explained to me how end of your junior year, uh, you guys were in the state playoffs. Your high school team won their first state playoff game, right? And you were fortunate enough to be the starting pitcher of that game. Take us through the atmosphere. Take us through warming up for that game, the preparation. What did it mean for you to get that start to the game? And then what did it mean for your coach, your teammates to sort of pick up that important win and then sort of how you could or how you uh, impacted the team positively that day? Yeah, so in how it was set up for our COVID way was that basically we have our conference, which is like seven teams, and mm-hmm. we play each team uh, on that weekend in a two or three game series. Okay. And so our big rival school is a school called Flint Hill, 
and we actually had played them the weekend before, and we had lost both games. It was a terrible performance. We almost got knocked out of the state playoff game for them. I did not pitch. I was I could we were because the state playoff game was next, and I was not going to throw right before, but we almost got knocked out mm. and uh, of the state playoffs. So we barely got in as like one of the last seeds, and then we actually were playing against Spring Hill again. So we're playing against a school that just beat us twice at our own field. It was like, and it's our big rival school, social mm. media. And they have this whole account. They're making all these memes out of us, all sorts of different stuff. And then, uh, so we're at Flint Hill and we know all the, all the kids at their school know us. We know all of them. It's one of these like really close town, like cross like town mm. rival schools. So we're there. And we're in the state tournament. We, we hear all these stories. All of my alumni, like my friends who played with me years before, are texting me before this game. Hey, man, watching the game on the live stream. Hey, like, go get them. Like, like be Flint Hill. Like, all this stuff. It was kind of like this, like, thing where it's like, okay, like, like they're all coming, coming together, like the school vibe. Right. And because of COVID, they actually blocked all of our fans from coming. So we had the whole, our whole, like, cheering section, my friends, my family, all sorts of different people were supposed to come. They blocked them, but they allowed all the Flint Hill fans to come. So they had a whole cheering section that was right behind home plate. And I'm pitching, and I'm like, they're just yelling, screaming, like the whole game, whatever it is. And it was a really competitive game. It was like a 3-2, a 4-2 type of like game. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had a really big game that game, so I was really happy. I had some emotion set out where there was some screaming, there was some celebration. But um, when we won, it was kind of like that huge, like, wow, like we like won, like we celebrated. It was something because my school is like a really small, like little academic school. Okay. This is not really known for sports in the same way. So like that was like a big win for like not just us, but like our school. So like sure. everybody kind of celebrated with us like the next day, like not even just like the baseball kids, but like lacrosse kids, like the girls, the boys, like everybody kind of just came together and like like was celebrating celebrating that big win against Flint Hill. And it was kind of just a really cool atmosphere and experience whether it be with all my friends. And then I have all my friends that like were graduated or felt like we couldn't have the same experience the year before. Mm-hmm. Kind of be like, I helped some of these kids get to where they are and can kind of like relish in their win a little bit. So it's kind of a cool way to connect all everybody from two years above me to two years younger than me that are all part of that win in, a, in their own way. Very cool. Very cool story. Now, again, in your junior year, you were an all-state player, right? What did that mean to you? Your hard work paying off? What did that mean to your family? Um, obviously, you guys had that great run into the state championship, but your individual accolades, what does that mean? I mean, I definitely felt like the bigger thing for me was that we saw the success for the team and we felt like that we put out together one of the best seasons in school history. We finished with 14 and four or something along those lines. Like we had a huge win, huge year. So like we, we definitely, even in a shortened season, felt like we did a lot for the school and turning around to the next year. But like, obviously it always feels amazing to have your hard work and dedication paid off mm-hmm. and get recognized by people, not just that see you every day, but other people who just watch you play one game. They're like, oh, wow, like that's that kid or whatever it is. But I definitely feel like for me, like I, the reason why I always loved high school baseball so much more than summer baseball was everybody cared to win and everybody wanted to achieve something as a team and as a goal. It didn't matter if you went 0 for 4 or 4 for 4 that day. If you somehow helped the team one, you helped the team one and that's, and that's what matters. But obviously, like, like I'd be lying to say, like, I wasn't happy or proud of myself to see that, like, and get recognized for that honor. Like, it definitely was a cool, cool thing to see. 
and uh, be a part of. It's sort of like Summer Ball sort of has the more of an individual feel when you're getting scouted and recruited playing on those teams where, like you said, you have kids from Texas and Florida and California or whatever on your teams that you're playing with, right? Sort of has that individual feel. But, you know, you're in classes with these guys in high school. You, you know, you're having dinner with them after the games. You're an extra help. You're in gym class. You're in the parking lot, whatever it is. You spend all day with these guys and then you go play out in the field. Obviously, it's more of a family, close, tight-knit situation, correct? Definitely, definitely. That's like the best way I can describe it. My school, we're fortunate enough. We go on a spring break trip every year. So these are the kids that you're on the bus ride for 12 hours down to Myrtle Beach or Florida or whatever it is. And there's kids right. that you could talk about all year and practice with and spend all this time with. And better win for each other is definitely an experience that's like nothing like it I've ever felt, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you missed your last season with the torn ACL, right? Yeah. How's the recovery going? First of all, how do you feel? What's it mentally going to be like to rebound after that missing? You missed your whole senior year, correct? Other than uh, one at bat. Okay. So you got one at bat your senior year. What's it going to be like coming into Penn sort of still in, I guess, recovery mode and still trying to um, bounce back and be fully healthy? Sort of take us through that whole process. Yeah. I mean, so today's actually my sixth month out of surgery. Today's the six month mark, which Great. is a big day for me. And I mean, definitely looking forward, like it was a terrible recovery. It was one of those experiences where it was gut-wrenching because it felt like I kind of let my team down by getting hurt in a weird, like you can't control getting hurt and it happens. But when it first happened, it's one of those experiences where it was like, how can I like see my boys and see these people, especially the kids in my grade who we've been together now for four years and we were like, mm -hmm. we're going to make one last final run. Like we have a chance to really achieve something and win and like finally win a conference championship because we never were able to do it. We only had one chance to do it freshman year and we had unfortunately mm -hmm. lost. And that was the one that like I went to school. I remember hearing the news and I had already been a mess. And I saw all my boys and they all just gave me hugs. And I kind of, I was very emotional. I kind of lo lost and, I, and I'm not one to like get very emotional, especially at school or anything like that. But I mean, it definitely was one of those things where I had to like mentally get over that feeling of, wow, like, I let them down or this or that and try to rearrange my role and still be a leader, still be a mentor. I sure. went to every single one of the games this year, went to a number of practices, went down to Myrtle with the team. So I still try to have as big of a role as I could and still try to help the team in whichever way was possible for me. But in terms of my personal like recovery, I actually think I'm going to get cleared uh, to fully go before Penn, which is really exciting. Right. Um, so I am hopefully in the fall will be pretty much 100% go. And I've been running. I actually ran my uh, 6760 again. Nice. So I'm, back, I'm back under seven seconds, which was happy for me to finally get back to that point again. Like that was a personal number. I was like, I need to be like, I, like obviously you still work to go. Not quite what I was before. And but it was a big thing for me where it's like, okay, like having my different checkpoints and numbers and things I'm able to do. <laughs> and like today, like I had my, I had PT actually this morning and I was able to do like a single leg jump, uh, uh, 24 inches on the hurt leg. So wow. just like different stuff for me where it's like, if I can meet these cross points and these checkpoints, it's like, oh, like this is a big step. Like this is a big thing for me to get under my belt. And hopefully, so I get the pen, I can be as explosive and as athletic and the same person I was prior to injury right from the start and right able to help make the team uh, like contribute to the team this year and this spring, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and talking about Penn uh, and contributing to the team, you're coming in as a two-way guy, right? Yes. How sir. is the 
How are we going to try and balance the pressure, balance the expectations, both on the mound and at the plate? You know, is there something that you feels your stronger part of your game, or is there something that you know you think you have to really improve on to earn you know decent amount of playing time? Do you think you're going to come in and have a decent amount of innings? Not as a lot of, not too many at bats, vice versa, either or. Tell me what your sort of expectations are, what your goals are of the two-way sort of uh, dy- dynamic that you have. Yeah, so I've always been two-way my whole life. It's always been kind of this debate where it's like, is he a better pitcher or is he a better hitter? And half half people say, oh, you, you're a better hitter. Half people say you're a better pitcher. So it's always been this kind of thing where it's kind of like, which one will I really do? And I think the best thing I can say is I've always done both and always worked hard to try to be successful at both. Mm-hmm. So I have at least some sort of foundation to be like, okay, I can do both. I've done both at the le- at, at levels against college athletes, against committed, committed players, against high-level teams. So I'm able to kind of get a basis and a confidence level for me to do both. For me personally as a pitcher, especially if I can play outfield, I really like to help the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I don't realistically see myself as a long time, like seven innings starting pitcher, then going to the outfield for two innings after that. It just, it's not realistic. It's not how it would work ever. But for me, like, I guess like my dream scenario, not saying this would happen either would be like, I play outfield for eight innings. I come in the ninth and come in and be the closer, like come in and try to throw as hard as I can spot up, like break some breaking balls off. But like, but like the reality of it is, is like, if I get there and they're like, oh, we want you to pitch or, or we want you to be an outfielder, whatever it is. And they want one or the other that'll help like the team win or mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you're going to get like 90 at bat, like 90% at bats. And like, they'll get a few innings to keep you alive. And we'll say this, whatever they want to do, I'm honestly open with. I just wanted to try to have the chance, like the team that have the best chance of winning. And like, obviously we haven't won Ivy League championships since 95. And we right. were so close last year. And the, during the two COVID years, the preseason favorite and obviously got canceled. So like the biggest thing I think that my whole recruiting class has talked about is like, we want to help win and we want to do whatever is possible. If it's in a shortstop getting moved to an outfielder, if it's playing right field, not start, whatever, like I can do to help and whatever they can do. I think we're all on board with that mindset of we want to win a ring and we want to go, we want to go to the NCAA tournament too. Like we want to yeah, have that experience absolutely. and have that goal in mind. And we can feel how close the program is and how hard everybody's working. We just want to be mm-hmm. part of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it takes a lot of maturity, I guess, to see that, coming into it as a freshman. And I want to briefly touch on the rest of your freshman class, right? Yes. Have you been talking, communicating? Have you been meeting up? I don't know if any of the guys are in your area, but like what's that whole sort of feeling like with 10, 12 guys, however many guys are in your class? What's that sort of being like, all right, hey, once we get to uh, Philly in late August, we got to go, we got to hit the ground running. We all got to show why we belong here. You know, were you guys talking, texting, um, obviously, as well as the older guys, but specifically your class? So I think the thing that's really special at our class is we had five of us commit before junior year started, mm-hmm. uh, myself included, obviously. And the thing that was so cool is we've been talking almost for two years now. Like uh, my roommate, I'm rooming with Jake Moss. Okay. I actually just spent the weekend up with him. I went to his grad party, stayed at nice. his house in Long Island. And then I don't know if you know Ryan Taylor and Jared Provosky. Yeah. I arranged it where in the fall, obviously fall baseball is not as serious. They came and played with my team. So we oh, were nice. near them. So like the three of us, we all played together. We were all laughing, having fun. 
and a bunch of us have all gone to the games, like the different pen games. Mm-hmm. So I've met, I think, almost my entire class now in real life. I think there's only two or three guys I haven't met, but I've talked to all of them, texted all of them. So I think we actually have to say, like, all things considered, like, we're pretty tight. Like, I have a lot of friends who, like, in this class, I would say, like, are like legitimately, like, my friends right now. Like, close guys who, like, I talk to on a regular basis, updated in their life, met, like, whether it's, like, my our parents have met, met their, like, their friends, all sorts of different stuff. Like, we've been pretty close. And now for a considerable amount of time since we've all committed so long ago, and even some of the kids who committed more recently, Greed, uh, him and I are actually both sneakerheads. So we like we like talk about different shoes and different stuff. And he's gone to the games with me. So I've kind of had that experience with a lot of these guys where it's like that ice breaking or that yeah. like, that like, oh, like the kind of awkward first conversation. Like that's already happened. And mm-hmm. we're just ready to get to Philly and get working as soon as day one. I know I go down August 23rd. So day one, I think we're all ready to get to work. So now we're going to get into my lightning round. Big Nationals fan, who's your favorite player? Victor Robles. In your opinion, the greatest baseball player of all time? Hank Aaron. Okay, good Hank call. Aaron. That's a little, not everybody says it, but that's, that's where I have to go with that one. Uh, Desert Island, you get three movies to watch the rest of your lives. Okay, Wedding Crashers has to be Wedding Crashers. my favorite movie of all time. Okay. I have to say, I need like a baseball movie in there. I'll go with either uh, Major League or 40, probably 42. I'll go 42, a little bit more enriching of a film than uh, Major League is, especially if I have Wedding Crashers. And I guess my last one, this is going to sound really random. I need like a scarier movie. So like The Purge, The Purge type of guy. I don't know why, but I guess that's my last one. Are you a big horror movie fan? My friends and I, like, we have this big thing where we always go out to dinner, come back to one of our houses, we all watch a horror movie together. So, like, I personally, like, would never watch it on my own. But we've done that now since, like, freshman year. So I've seen enough of them where I'm like, okay, like, I don't get, like, too, too scared anymore. But so I've seen a lot of them. And I guess The Purge is, like, that mix where it's, like, interesting. I'm a big history guy. And, like, like, it's, like, a weird way where it's, like, could the United States actually become – the point where it actually needs to do something like not as crazy as the purge, right. but something like that, where it's the kind of interesting thought at the same time of being a little scary too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. That's a purge is a wild movie, especially because you know, it's it seems very realistic. It seems uh, like actual possibility in a yeah. crazy set of way. Yeah. Uh, your favorite musician. Uh, little skies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your favorite video game. See, I don't play video games, so I don't okay. know. If I, I guess I'll go with 2K. That's okay. like the one I played as a kid, but I don't really play video games that much anymore. All right, all right. So 2K, good choice. Uh, and finally, what's your major going to be? Uh, as of now, it's political science. We'll see where if that stays. Uh, but something along the lines of like history, politics, current events, uh, something in that area. Cool. All right. And last but not least. Um, can, where can listeners find you online, find you on social media, give you a, give you a follow? Oh, yeah. So my Instagram is andrew.rogeri. My Twitter is rogeriandrew. I just want to say I have a little NIL deal coming out soon. I uh, just wanted to plug it, Stadium Custom Kicks. The my It'll be all over my Instagram soon in the coming days. I'm actually wrapping up that contract. So just if they want to cool. check it out, they can get a little discount, get a little some free stuff. They sh- They should go check it out if they're interested. All right. Awesome. Sounds good, dude. Um, All right, everyone. This is Andrew Jerry. Andrew, anything else before we wrap it up? I think so. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude, of course. Thanks for hopping on.
And uh, I'll see you in about a month. Sounds good. Cool, dude. Take care. All right, huge shout out to Rugs for hopping on the episode today. Like I said, he was really amped up at practice, knew it was podcast day for him. So hope he enjoys, hope you all enjoy, and I'll speak to you next Wednesday. Quick show on three, one, two, three. Quick show.